What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm going to be giving you a breakdown, a summary, a recap of the entire month of October. We had some big things happen this month. Obviously, we hit the million dollar milestone in the business that we celebrated. I'm going to talk to you about my Puerto Rico trip. I'm going to share with you some of the things I've been watching on Netflix lately, what's going on in the business, the plan for the last two months of 2023, and some end of year chaos that I have coming up. So we're going to cover a lot of things. These are kind of like my uh, personal personal venting session episode. So if you enjoy these kind of casual chats, stick around. We're going to talk about a lot of different random things. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. Okay, so the first thing that we've got to dive into is The Puerto Rico trip, it was so random and unexpected, but also so much fun. If you guys missed it, we went to Puerto Rico just for three days. It was a quick like weekend getaway, just Jaime and I, and we decided to go to Puerto Rico. It was like pretty random, but once I found out that we had crossed the million dollar mark in the business, we were like, oh my gosh, how are we going to celebrate? What should we do? And then, you know, we were trying to think of some ideas and the only thing that we really like to do is travel. So we're like, okay, let's go somewhere. Let's make it fun. But it's going to be like a quick impromptu sort of trip. So just a weekend, where could we go easily from Florida that would still feel like fun and exciting, but that wouldn't be too much of a hassle and that we could easily do in a weekend. And so initially we were thinking of the Bahamas because that's super close. You can actually just take a ferry from Fort Lauderdale over to the Bahamas, super close or a short flight. So we were looking at the Bahamas and then we just like the flights and stuff were kind of like weird and we weren't sure which island we'd want to go to and it needed to be something that was just going to be super easy and not take up a lot of time in terms of like getting to the right place. So we didn't want to have to fly into Nassau and then get a boat or another plane to a different island and, you know, spend half a day just arriving to the place that we wanted to be at. So we started thinking about Puerto Rico. Neither of us have ever been to Puerto Rico before. And it's also pretty close. It's like two hours and 15 minute flight right out of Fort Lauderdale. So super easy, just 15 minute drive to the airport and then boom, you're there in two hours. And the they had some pretty like awesome, direct, cheap-ish flights where we could go directly there Friday morning. And so we'd have the whole day Friday, all day Saturday, and then fly out at like 9 p.m. on Sunday. So we would get the full three days, Friday to Sunday. And we were like, okay, it's perfect. Let's just do it. And so then we decided to stay somewhere just right near, right in San Juan where the airport is. And 
So we could like kind of see that city and tour there, but then also just kind of hang out near the beach there and just stay at like a nice hotel resort in the area. So that again, we were just limiting like travel time in getting to the actual destination that we wanted to be at. Because the goal of this trip was really like, let's just go somewhere fun that we've never been before. Let's make it a vibe. Let's do like five star luxury. We just want to sit our butts in beach chairs. We want beautiful views. We want nice treatment we want you know a a good hotel experience and we just want to chill and relax and enjoy and eat good food and lay on the beach like that was really it that was the vibe of the trip so we stayed at this really nice five-star hotel they had gorgeous ocean views like oh my god it was just incredible the views were insane. I couldn't stop like taking pictures and videos. So that was super nice. Actually, when we got there, the room that they initially put us in, we walked into the room and there was a big window, but there was like a wall not that far from the window and it blocked like so much of the natural light coming into the room. And so the room just felt like really like dark and like just not, not the vibe that we were going for. So I went down to the front desk and I asked really nicely if they had another room like in the same category, same size, but just like in a different position in the building so that we would get some more natural light. And we jumped through a million hoops like this was not as quick. But eventually uh, the lady was like, I I spoke to some other people first and they were like trying to get me to like upgrade and spend extra and go to a bigger room and they showed me a bunch of different rooms and it was like this whole thing and then finally this one super nice woman was like oh you just want something that's in the same price range and that is the same size like I think I have the perfect room for you and she like takes me upstairs and she shows me the room It's amazing and it has a perfect ocean view like the window opens right up. You can see just the ocean and the rocks and the waves and the beach and everything right from the window of our room. And I was like, thank you. This is exactly what I needed. (laughs) So we manifested a free room change so that we had a much better experience, natural light, beautiful views. And we were super, super happy with that. You guys probably saw on Instagram, I shared on stories and in one of my posts, some of the, um, yeah, just some of like the videos and the pictures from Puerto Rico, but the views were insane from that hotel and even from our room and the bathtub. There was a, a window above the bathtub. There was a really nice bathtub in our bathroom of our suite and that window like had like ocean views and that was a whole vibe. So the night that we actually celebrated the 1 million, Jaime ran across the street to like a, um, a, a liquor store, convenience store thing. And he just grabbed a bottle of champagne and we popped it and like took a little video for Instagram. And then we went back to the hotel room and it was kind of like rainy that night. So we ended up like drawing ourselves a bath. <laughs> And they had some like bath salts and like bubbles in there. So we like dumped it all in. We put the bath salts, the bubbles. We had the the view of the ocean with kind of like this rainy, like misty vibe. And then we just like drank the bottle of champagne in the bathtub. <laughs> like what a vibe. It was so, so good. And I that was like, I was like, this feels like millionaire energy. Like drinking a bottle of champagne in this fucking bubble bath. 
looking over the ocean in Puerto Rico for the weekend. Like what is life? That was definitely like a pinch me moment. And so, so fun and special to just like share it with Jaime and be able to have that experience. So yeah, the resort was amazing. The pool was insane. It was like on this, they had this like raised deck that was like right over the ocean. So the ocean waves were almost crashing. Like they, they came so close to the hotel that it was almost like they were crashing underneath the deck that like the pool chairs were lifted up onto. And obviously there was like a little like glass wall barrier thing, but it was just straight ocean views like all around it was amazing and then the the pool was incredible and the service was amazing and they had some really good restaurants on site and the gym the gym like made me want to work out it was so cute and aesthetic you had to like walk through the spa entrance and then you go up this elevator and you go into like this gym that almost feels like spa-ish. Everything was just like so clean and new and organized. And they had all the, you know, towels like perfectly rolled. And there was like lemon water that you could dispense. And it was just, and all the treadmills were lined up so that you could see and overlook like the pools and the ocean. I was just like, if this was my gym actually in my condo building, like I would be here every day. I am so, I don't know if you guys relate to this, but I am so motivated by aesthetics. If something looks and feels beautiful and like romanticized, I will do it more. I would be so much more consistent with working out if I didn't have to go to Planet Fitness and look at like the purple fucking Barney machines. (laughs) Like this is my, why I feel like a dream of mine in the future would be to have like a beautiful spa-like perfectly aesthetic like home gym setup like I am not the girl that can work out in the garage or wherever I find it so hard to get motivated when I don't like the space like the space has to give me that like elevated energy to put me in the mood. And I actually don't think that this is a good quality to have because it means that I need more in order to be able to stay consistent or show up for myself. So it's not something that I'm like bragging about of like, oh my God, I'm just like, you know, everything has to be aesthetic for me. I actually think this is like a shitty quality because it makes me perform worse or be less consistent but it is what it is I don't know if you can relate to that but I just need things to look nice in order for me to be motivated or to want to do them and if we're to relate this back to business I mean this goes hand in hand with why branding is so important and I was actually just talking about this with a client recently we did a survey of my clients inside of top tier as one part of one of the trainings when we were talking about branding and we had like a whole list of you know reasons for why they would have joined and invested in top tier and they had to rank them and then there was like this whole scale and you know it was a a whole thing but one of the major takeaways of that was realizing that so many people had at the top of their list of like the top motivating factors for why they joined top tier was the branding. And there were so many other things on this list. Like I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but of course, you know, there's things about me as the facilitator or, you know, how much you like my work or if you've been a client of mine in the past, the things that we're covering in the program, uh, like so many other things. 
And yet still, one of the top reasons why people joined was the branding. And so if you are someone who's running a business and you also relate to what I was just saying in regards to the gym, it's just a good sort of like market research kind of reference point to be like, oh yeah, like people do care what things look and feel like. And that can be a huge motivating factor for if they're going to really show up for it or not. And I don't think it's a reason to get like super overwhelmed at the start of your business of like everything needs to look perfect because I'm a big fan of like do it yourself. If you don't have the money to hire professional graphic designers or people to, you know, build a brand for you, whatever, like don't do it. It's not the most important thing to start out. But for my girls who are a little bit further along, if you've been resisting like really investing in some solid branding, whether it's for your personal brand or for a specific program, like yes, at some point looks do matter. And we all realize this for many different reasons. Like if you walk into a bookstore and you're like, all right, I want to get my next personal development book that's going to make me feel like I'm, you know, living my best life and learning. You walk over to the shelf and what is the reason that you pick up a book to start to kind of inspect it or read the back or open up the first page? The initial thing is the branding of it. It's that outside cover. It's the look of it. And so, yeah, those things really do matter. And that was a really random fucking business analogy that came from the gym at our hotel in Puerto Rico. Anyway, back to the trip. So we, okay, the hotel was amazing. We basically just wanted to chill and like hang out there for the entire time. So most of the time we spent, we were like either on the beach or by the pool or just like relaxing or eating at a restaurant, to be honest. We did one day where in the morning we went to the city center of San Juan and we kind of like explored the city and it was very cute. It was giving like Cuba vibes, but like cleaner and safer, I feel. So there's so many like colorful buildings and the streets are really cute. And yeah, it's like that, like Latin American vibe. I don't know. It was just like, it was very cute to like walk around and see all of the different like colors and buildings. And yeah, it was fun. It was hot as fuck though. Like we thought it was hot in South Florida. It was hot in Puerto Rico. Let me tell you that. We were sweating our little booties off. And then the one night we went to dinner at this steakhouse that's like a restaurant that's kind of like on site at the hotel but you can also like reserve there if you aren't going to the if you aren't staying at the hotel but we did not realize that it's like a nightclub inside you like so we walk in and it's so funny because we were literally just saying how we didn't want there was like another place that we were thinking of going I can't remember what it was but there was like another place we were thinking of going and then it was super like noisy and loud and we were like oh thank goodness we didn't like book there because the vibe that we're going for for this dinner is not like super loud like having to scream to like talk to each other and then we walk into this steakhouse and you guys I kid you not it's 7 p.m and there is a full-on fucking DJ blasting like EDM mixed with like reggaeton beats so loud. I posted it in my stories like truly, truly so loud. We had to shout 
to hear the waiters and they would like bend over the table and basically be in your face like, what would you like for an appetizer? And we were like, oh my God, this is not. And it was like super dark lighting with like the purple like backlight things on the walls. And I mean, it was like a very vibey place. It was cool. It just like wasn't, it wasn't really what we were going for. We wanted to like have conversation and like cheers to the one million and like talk about goals and the future. And so we, luckily they put us in this like half circle booth thing where you're kind of forced to like sit next to each other anyways. So we were right next to each other and we could communicate, but like we were literally screaming to the waiter. It was insane. And then he would come over. Plus, he has like the Puerto Rican accent. And I'm like looking at Jaime like, hopefully you're getting something here because I'm getting zero, nada, zilch, no fucking idea what he just said. I'm just nodding like, mm-hmm, water, yes. <laughs> like, could not hear a single thing. The beat was thumping so loud. It was like in our chests. I'm like, wow, okay. This is one way to eat a filet mignon while you're listening to some bad bunny but it was it was interesting but so when I booked the when I booked the dinner you know how when you go to like open table or one of those like online booking websites for restaurants they'll ask you like if the reservation is for a special occasion of some kind and then they have a few options that you can click in terms of like birthday anniversary I don't know what else it says there but Obviously, the dinner was for a special occasion. It was to celebrate the the million dollars in the business, but that's not an option on the open table. So I just clicked anniversary, just, you know, just in case. If you're going for a special occasion, you want to select one of those things just in case they have a little like detail or something that they want to do that's extra special for you. So I click anniversary because I'm not going to like right in like oh this is for a business milestone so I'm just like whatever we'll just put anniversary and so at the end of the dinner we like order dessert and they come out with a dessert and it has like a flaming like sparkler in it and it was like this warm like oven baked chocolate chip cookie with like a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top yum by the way so fucking good But on the plate in chocolate, they wrote happy anniversary. (laughs) So then we're just sitting there like, oh my God, thank you. Not our anniversary at all. Um, But yeah, they, for once, I feel like most of the time when I select that on a restaurant reservation, they like do nothing and there's no detail. So I just keep doing it in the hopes that they might give a fuck one day. And that was that day that they actually gave a fuck and it unfortunately was a lie. It was not our anniversary, but we were celebrating something special. So it's okay. Anyway, we got, we got an anniversary cookie and it was very, very good. So overall the trip was amazing. Just chill vibes, luxury, relaxed beach. It was so nice. Like the little beach that we had there that was right next to the hotel, like everything was so close. And then my favorite thing, if you know me, I love ice cream. So there was like a little like Ben and Jerry's like pop-up shop, like right next to the beach entrance. So we went to get like ice cream cones after the beach. Like it was just like so wholesome and fun and cute. And then like on the same street where we stayed on the hotel, there was a little Starbucks. So in the morning we would wake up and we would walk down to the Starbucks and I would get my matcha latte. Like it was just everything about it. We ate really good food. We had a good time. We relaxed. There was um, 
like a beach service where like in the section where we had our chairs for the hotel. So what was so nice is they actually had these like chair wrap things. So, you know, normally they'll give you like a towel and you can like lay on the towel, but they actually had these like terry cloth towel like wraps that they would come over and they would like wrap the whole beach chair in it so that it was covered and then they would give you a towel on top of that so you could use the towel for actually drying off and it didn't have to be the thing that you laid on and that was so nice and then they would come over and take your drink order or bring you a snack and they would set up your little umbrella and you had like a little table next to you and it was just like you know everything that you need to really feel like you're in the vibe and you can just like relax and unwind and disconnect. And that was a hundred percent what we needed. And then, so normally I leave Storm at home and I'll have a friend come over and like stay at our place and watch him. But he stayed with a Rover for the first time. And I was really nervous about leaving him. We met the couple ahead of time and we brought him over and he met their dogs to make sure that everybody gets along and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was like vetted before, but yeah, it was just, I felt like, I don't know. I felt nervous about like leaving him with someone new, like at their house. And there was going to be a bunch of dogs there, but he was actually thriving. Like she was sending us pictures and videos of him while he was there. And there was like seven dogs, I think at the house. Cause they were babysitting a bunch of dogs for the weekend. And they also have three of their own dogs. So he was just living his best life. He was playing and he came home and he was so tired. But when I went to pick him up, Um, we couldn't pick him up the night that we actually got in from Puerto Rico because it was too late. It was like midnight and they had to work in the morning. So we just had to wait until the next morning to be able to pick him up. So I went over there in the morning to pick him up and he was super happy to see me. He like immediately jumped in the car like, I'm coming with you. And then I drove him home and Jaime was working from home. And when we got to our floor in the building that we live in, I let him off of the leash and he like ran down the hallway all the way to our unit. And then I opened the door for him and he was so excited to see Jaime. And then he just started doing zoomies around the house and like freaking out. And he was just truly like so happy to be home. And it was just very, very wholesome and cute. So we love that. But I'm glad he had a good time and he got to socialize and play with a bunch of dogs. Okay, so let's get into some things that I watched this month on Netflix. Uh, no surprise to anybody, probably the same things that everybody else has watched, but I watched Love is Blind and I also watched the Beckham documentary. So the Beckham documentary, five out of five, I loved it. And I'm not like a huge soccer person and I never really like thought that much about David Beckham until we watched it. But obviously you guys know Jaime is from Spain. He's from Madrid. He's obviously a huge Real Madrid fan. And Beckham spent several years of his soccer career playing at the Real Madrid club. And the era that he was at Real Madrid was kind of when Jaime was growing up and it was his childhood. And, you know, they won a lot of matches and it was he was like the star player at the time. And so Jaime has been obsessed with Beckham since he was a kid, not only because he's like the most handsome soccer player to ever exist and the most stylish, but he was also just an amazing player and so fun to watch. So Jaime was super excited about the documentary. So we actually... We started watching it at home, but we finished it while we were in Puerto Rico, just like hanging out after dinner one night in the hotel room. And we both like loved it. It was so good. Like it literally made me, I didn't like cry, cry, but there was like a moment when he was like playing his last match 
of his career and he was like getting choked up on the field, like understanding that that was going to be the last moment he would ever play soccer. I literally like almost cried. Like I was getting emotional and I did not think, (laughs) I did not think that I was going to get emotional about like soccer. I also really enjoyed it because it let me see a different side of Victoria Beckham of Posh Spice because I just think like in general in the media, she comes off very like hard and cold and I think she has this like stereotype and like reputation for being really rude and it was just interesting to be able to see like a different side of her and actually get those like behind the scenes interviews with her And the thing that I think is so cool, well, okay, let's talk about this first. The first thing is that, holy shit, like how emotionally tough David Beckham was. He literally had the entire country of England, like calling for his death, hating him, threatening him, hanging, you know, dummies out their window with his jersey on, like saying, basically, we want to like hang you. Like literally the worst kind of hate. I mean, we've all seen this through the royal family, just how intense the British media can be. And when they're out for you, they have it out for you bad. And it's like so insane. The the paparazzis, the things that they'll publish, the things that they'll say about you, like crazy, crazy, crazy. And so it was just insane to see how he continued to show up on the field and play when everybody was against him. Everybody was booing him, screaming at him, hating him, you know, sending death threats for him and his family and his brand new child that was just born. Like the amount of emotional toughness that he had in that phase of his career, he was going through his first child being born, having to perform on the soccer field and having the entire country hate him for a mistake that he made in a a really important match for um, his country. Like I was just blown away by how someone could continue to perform and show up under that amount of pressure and distress. And they definitely talked about like how, you know, his mental health was challenged during that time, but he never really went to therapy. Like he just kind of like kept going And I don't, I'm not saying like, that's a good thing. Like he probably, he probably does need a little bit of therapy. Like, let's be real, but it was just insane. And it made me like, it reminded me of how much humans can actually withstand and how strong we actually are when we have no other option. And, you know, I think about like in the online space, especially for people, you know, like creators and coaches and Um, people who are putting themselves out there trying to build personal brands and creating content and like we get so thrown off by like one negative comment or even by like a video that has a bunch of negative comments underneath it or 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 check it out check it out a lot of people get thrown off just by the idea that they might get a negative comment and not even real comments they're just like expecting or suspecting or assuming that like oh if I do this or if I post this then I'm going to get hate or negative feedback or I might get canceled or whatever just like the thought of those things holds people back and to see like the level of intense like hatred and vitriol and you know hounding from the media that he went through and was still able to come out on top 
and actually like gain back the fandom and like thrive under the pressure like holy shit it was just I mean if you haven't watched it highly recommend he's insane like what a legend and I also think the it's interesting to see this kind of dynamic that happened at that time because you know obviously the Spice Girls were huge at that time not only in the UK but like worldwide and so Posh aka Victoria Beckham was like one of the biggest pop stars at the time and of course Beckham was at the rise of of his soccer career and he was one of the biggest like pro athletes in the soccer space at that time and so for them to come together and form a romantic relationship it was all over the media and they were like the most famous couple and the amount of like paparazzi and photos and people following them and cars and all of that stuff was insane and it's so interesting to see that play out and then look at something like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey that's happening right now which is like the modern day version of Victoria and David Beckham which is like you take this huge pop star that's at like the peak or rise of their career and then you take this huge footballer who's also at the peak and rise of his career and you put them together in a romantic relationship and what's going to happen? I mean, like the media blows up, everything becomes about them. The coverage is just all over the place. It's insane. It's over the top. There's no privacy. Like they're being hounded. You see them everywhere. It's on social. It's on every magazine. They're showing them at every single game. Like it's crazy. But I really think like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are like the modern day version of Victoria and David Beckham. And the level of fame that comes when you combine when you combine those two types of celebrities together is just insane. And you kind of see how that plays out for the Beckhams in the documentary, which is really interesting. Okay, so the other thing I watched is uh, Love is Blind. And look, Love is Blind is like one of those shows where I've watched, I think I watched like the first two seasons. I skipped the third one and then I watched this fourth one. And it's it's not my favorite show, but it's kind of like one of those shows where, I don't know, you can just like throw it on and mm, it's kind of fun to be like, you know, knowing what's going on as everyone's kind of talking about it. You got to watch it like in the timing. So it, it's when it comes out, you just got to watch it so that you're like in the in the fold of what's going on. But I'm not going to talk too much about it, but like this season was, and everyone agrees, was like literally the worst season in terms of like quality of candidates. Like there were only three couples that decided to go to the altar and then only one actually ended up getting married. Like it was just like the worst turnout in terms of love is blind. So anyway, I mean, we've all come to the conclusion like love is definitely not blind. Um, And also like the casting, just like, questionable and weird and I'm still like very confused about the whole like Uche and Lydia and whatever the other girl's name was Aaliyah like how you're you're telling me that these producers and these casting people that literally do a deep dive into these people's backgrounds to make sure that they're going to give good energy and drama and potential to the show did not fucking know that there was a relationship that was happening between Uche and Lydia like months before they were cast for this show like I don't know I'm not buying it I feel like there was I feel like there was some like behind the scenes stuff from producers that was done on purpose but anyway summary short story if you want to know like 
the main points. Uche is a big fat narcissist. That's point number one. We got that on lock. That's for fucking sure. Uh, the only good character was Milton. Like the he was the only good one. And he was one of the youngest. He was 24 years old and he was kind of like nerdy and everyone wrote him off in the beginning. But then he was literally the best and the most emotionally intelligent, the most fucking like stable and grounded person on the entire show. And everyone else just like sucked so much. Uh, Stacy was giving such mean girl vibes like so bad I was like oof 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 I just I could not watch it her and Izzy at the barbecue just taking turns like berating people and ripping people a new one and then like being happy about it and when when um how cringe was it when when Izzy was like he went up to Stacey and was like oh when you were ripping into her like that just like turned me on like what oh her just like being a total bitch to another woman was like hot for you that is major red flag. Like, what the F? I also kind of like, I had weird energy around Izzy because like I, there was things that I felt bad for him for because he definitely had like a lot of childhood trauma. He kind of talked about his past, like being a Jehovah's Witness and having like really strict religious upbringing and he would have to get excluded from lots of stuff in the classroom and with his friends because his religion didn't allow him to do a lot of things. And then he found out from like a friend or a cousin that his dad who had been saying he was his dad his whole life, like wasn't actually his real dad. And I think there was a lot of um, real like trauma there. But what I noticed about Izzy was that he was really giving like a wounded feminine energy. And I could tell that like that was one of the things that was like a turnoff for Stacy. Like she really wanted like a strong, like masculine man who was like, I'm going to handle it. I'm going to take care of it. And he was kind of giving that like mousy, like kind of like limptic energy sort of. And it was just like, mm, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the vibe. And then the thing with JP, so the other couple like JP and Taylor, don't even get me started about JP and the makeup comment. Him basically saying that the reason that he couldn't hold a conversation with his fiance after they met each other face to face was because she looked fake at the reveal with so much makeup. And he was like, if you just wouldn't wear makeup, it would be better. And she's like, I haven't worn makeup for three days and you're fucking mute. And you don't even know how to talk to me or ask me a question. So that was just so painful to watch. And he was giving, he was giving horrible energy. It was so weird. So weird. And she was so pretty, by the way. Like you could tell when she, on the reunion, when she came out, like her dress was slaying her makeup, her hair. She was like the hottest one on the panel at the reunion. And she definitely came with like revenge energy. Like, it was you could just see it and and she kind of made the comments about like the makeup thing and she was like well just learn and don't do that again to another woman <laughs> like you could tell she had some she had some pent-up energy there that she wanted to be like mm. <laughs> and look at me now bitch but um yeah overall worst season ever so don't necessarily recommend so other updates, other things that are happening. October is also the last month of our current round of the top tier mastermind. So, so crazy that we're already getting to the end of the first like initial four months with top tier, but it has been the most amazing experience. I'm just obsessed with this mastermind and this offer. It's been so much fun. The trainings that have come out of it and the up levels within the group and the 
the level of conversations that we're having on our hot seat coaching calls, like everything about it has just been num, 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 chef's kiss, like so delicious, so good, so amazing. I can't wait to run another round of top tier and doors are actually going to open for that in December. So if you are someone who is a little bit more established in your business and you're looking for a high level mastermind, keep your eyes peeled because there's going to be a special, special offer coming in December for our 2024 round of top tier. I've been working behind the scenes this month planning everything for the immersion because if you didn't know top tier comes with a all-inclusive trip to South Florida where we do like an immersion weekend. So all the girls are coming here. We're going to be at my house for one day and then we're going to a really nice hotel on the beach and it's going to be so much fun. We're going to do morning yoga. We're going to do breath work. We're going to do some masterminding. We've got some workshops and sessions planned. We've got fun lunches and waterfront dinners and just like a bunch of vibey things happening. So I've been planning the immersion and that has been so, so fun. And I can't wait to, yeah, meet everyone in person and just like connect and get excited for the next round of the mastermind. So there's only two months left of 2023, which if anyone else is completely shook to their core by that, like, hello, hi, me also, what the fuck? I can't, I feel like it was like a few months ago that we were just having conversations on the podcast of like setting your intentions and clearing your energy for the new year and you know what are we going to do in 2023 like this year truly truly has flown by for me I can talk more about you know my experience of the year when we get more towards the end but I think overall this year was a lot more challenging than I had expected I set my word for the year to be momentum and I really felt like it was just going to be this like easy year where All the work that I had done in the past was just kind of like snowballing and things were moving. And yes, there has been a lot of momentum in my life, both personally and professionally. And it has been overall like a good year. But it's definitely been like there's also it's also been like there's been a lot of challenges and the world is so complicated right now and things are changing economically and we've got all these wars going on and it's it has been kind of like a heavier more sad kind of slow almost like pushing through the sludge kind of year I feel and so yeah we're in like the last two months and I feel like it's a a time of the year where a lot of people are trying to push towards those quarter four objectives and get to those like maybe annual income goals if you are a business owner it's like all right you know uphill battle till the end of the year like trying to hit those big goals that we set at the start of the year and it's like that final sprint and I was talking about this with my mastermind girls I'm like okay how are we feeling are is it time to sit down or to sprint that is the question what are you feeling because I think a lot of times we can get to this part of the year and be like oh I just need to lie down. Like I just need, I just need to rest. But then there's also that inner fire that might be like want who the version of you that wants to like sprint through the finish line and not give up because we're almost there. And like I just wanna, I wanna take myself through the finish line and feel really good about the work that I put in to this year. And I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to that but it's just a question to sit with like is this the season for you to sit down or to sprint and everyone's going to be in a little bit of a different place 
And I even think for myself, like I, I pondered this question for a while because I super recently went through like a few days of of sheer exhaustion and, you know, we're in eclipse season and it was just like, it hit me for like a few days where I started to get that kind of like existential, like crisis feeling and like dread and like the overwhelm of, oh my God, there's so many things on my to-do list and like so many things that we want and need to expand on and fix and change and do within the business. And we've got these launches and products and programs and we want to hit these goals and but I'm also trying to do this and the podcast and it was just that like overwhelming like oh my god oh my god oh my god like there's too much on my plate right now and I felt like I was teetering on the edge of burnout so I actually just like last week I moved some calls off of my calendar I talked to my mastermind girls I was like look we're going to change this call we're going to move it to a different week and I just kind of like cleared my schedule a little bit so that I could focus on the few like major priorities that needed my focus and then allow more space for like rest and life and I spent the entire weekend just like filling my cup and really resting and doing things that I loved And now I am in the process of looking into expanding my team and getting more support in the business as we continue to grow and scale even further and just kind of realizing that this new level is going to require even more help and support. And so seeking that out now. And yeah, that was like an experience where I was like, oh shit, like, am I going to get burned out? Like, do I just need to like calm the F down? Um, but I do think it was like a combination of, of eclipse season and me just needing to like really strip back for a few days and fill my cup back up and rest. So I'm feeling much better, way more confident. I've been, you know, banging things out. We're going to get more support for 2024 and I'm feeling really good. We obviously have Black Friday coming up next month, which is a huge event for most business owners. Last year, I didn't do anything for Black Friday, and this year, we're coming in hot. I have a massive blowout sale with some of the biggest deals ever on some of your favorite programs that I offer that will be coming next month, so keep your eyes peeled for the Black Friday blowout. It's going to be incredible. Um, I can't remember why I didn't do one last year. I think I just felt like... I th- I was in this sort of like mood where I was like, ugh, like everyone does Black Friday, like I'm over it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but it is a really amazing opportunity as a business owner because people are primed to shop and buy at this time of year. And I think I like counted myself out because of like an ego thing of like, oh, like I don't want to do like the the thing that everybody else is doing. But from a business perspective, it is like a really good opportunity, especially for, you know, quarter four goals and income. And if you're someone who wants to maybe fill some of your programs that are opening in the new year ahead of time with some awesome deals or give bonuses, like it is a really cool opportunity for especially small business owners to put their stuff out there. And um, it's a great time to buy as well. I feel like I'm probably going to be investing in my next level of mentorship for 2024 through people's Black Friday deals. So I love it. Um, I explored my 2023 mentorship last year during the Black Friday deals as well. So it is definitely a very popular time for people to 
think about how they want to get supported in the new year. So if you are a coach or service writer of some kind, maybe this is just like a little piece of encouragement. Like don't sit yourself out of Black Friday just because you think there's a lot of saturation or everyone's going to have a sale or everyone is doing it. I did it last year and I was the only one who lost out from that. So I'm doing it this year and we're making it fun. I was just, you know, sitting down on the beach this weekend with my notebook, like, all right, let's plan this out. How can I make this the most fun, the most amazing deals? Like, let's give everyone the best discounts of their life and just make it fucking fun. So that's what's happening for Black Friday. That's obviously coming up um, towards the end of November. And then we have all this like end of year chaos which is the fact that we have the top tier immersion weekend that's coming in early November. And then my parents are coming here for a week for Thanksgiving. So I'll be kind of like out of the office then as well. And then a few days after they leave, it's my 30th birthday, which holy shit, you guys, I'm going to be 30. I cannot fucking believe that. I'm going to be 30. Like I'm, I don't even know. Like, am I allowed to be 30? Is like, do you ever feel that as you're getting older? You're like, who gave me the permission to be like a 30 year old? Like I have no business doing things that a 30 year old should be doing. Like I'm a teenager. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm 18. I don't know what you're saying. So I'm going to be 30. That's happening early December. And then a few days after that, my assistant is flying in from London and she's going to be here for a few days. And then we are jetting off together to the Dominican Republic and hanging out there for a little bit before the Dream Life Immersion Retreat. And that's happening in mid-December. And so we'll be running the retreat in the Dominican Republic, which I'm so freaking excited for. Um, We have one spot left Hopefully, I'm recording this a little bit ahead of time, so I think we should, but we've got one spot left. So if you're thinking about joining us, this is the last time that we're ever doing the Dream Life Immersion Retreat, and it's in the most epic location. You guys are going to die when you come and you stay in this villa, and my good friend Susie Perry, who does the most life-changing hypno breath work, is also going to be there again this time facilitating some really deep spiritual experiences and we've got some life changing workshops and the most transformative things that we're going to be doing on this retreat like it's something that is definitely not to be missed it is a game changer the women who came last year have changed their lives in so many freaking ways they've healed PTSD they have moved so many of them moved abroad to different countries they've up leveled their businesses they've quit their jobs gone full-time attracted more clients like they've gotten into leadership roles and the companies that they work in like so many things are manifesting for the women that went last year so I can't wait to see all of those transformations happen again this year. So if you've been thinking about joining us, now's the time. We have a last minute payment plan option. So if you're curious about it, just send me a DM on Instagram or you can email us at info at and we will hook you up with a very special last minute payment plan option for our final spot in the Dominican Republic. So we have that retreat coming up. And then right after that, just a few days after that, Jaime and I are are, um, driving up to North Carolina to my parents' house so that we can bring Storm with us and have a whole family Christmas in the mountains with my parents. And then shortly after that, we are jetting off yet again to Madrid. We are heading back to Spain for another two weeks in January to celebrate the new year. 
and Three Kings Day with our Spanish family over there. And I'm very excited to be back in Madrid and like just the cold weather and the Christmas lights all around the city and to see some friends and yeah, like actually wear like winter clothes. I don't know. Like I literally have nothing. I'm like, oh my God, I need to like get a jacket or something. Um, I think I have one pair of Ugg boots and like one winter jacket, but I'm excited to like be in the cold and walk around the city and see Christmas lights and do all of that fun stuff. Like Europe in at like Christmas time is a vibe. It's definitely very, very fun. So it'll be nice to have like New Year's with Jaime's family. And then they celebrate like their main Christmas celebration is on the 6th of January for Three Kings Day. That's when they do all of their gifts. So it works out really nice. We'll do the 25th um, with my parents and then we do the 6th with his family. So that'll be amazing. I'm excited to go back to Madrid. Um, and that makes basically five trips from now until the end of the year (laughs) on top of all the business stuff and all the launches and all the plans and all the podcasts and everything. So it's crazy. The end of year is, is, um, there's a lot of chaos. So if you're feeling it, I'm right there with you. We're going to hang on tight. We're going to make it through the finish line of this year. And I can't wait to help everyone in 2024 who is ready to up-level their lives and their businesses and anyone who's going to jump into programs or masterminds or anything that you feel called to in the new year and make that your year of transformation. I'm so excited to facilitate and bring some new clients into my world and into my programs. And we're also thinking about rolling out video episodes for the podcast. That's another huge undertaking and project that we are, we're playing with the idea. So I want to know what you guys think. We've obviously been recording video for the podcast for six, seven months now. And we put out our trailers and our short form videos on social. If you're not following us, go and follow at Makeshift Happen Podcast on Instagram and at underscore Samantha Daily on TikTok. And that's where you can see all of the behind the scenes, like short form videos of the podcast. And if you like that and you would love to see like full video episodes on YouTube of the podcast, please like engage with those videos of the podcast content or comment on one of the recent ones and say like, we, I would really love like full YouTube episodes or like, please do full video episodes because we're kind of trying to gauge, like it's obviously a big undertaking and there's a lot of editing and work and there's, you know, money that goes into it. And so it's an expense for the business. And we're just kind of like trying to figure out like, is this something that people would want? Would you want to watch this on YouTube? It's just me like sitting here in my room. Like we're not going to be like, it's not like vloggy. We're not going to be like running around the city. Um, like Alex Cooper for a caller daddy. Like it's really just like the video of me sitting here having the conversation with you. But if you're someone who would like watch this in video format, please go comment on one of our videos, either on TikTok or on Instagram. The videos are actually also uploaded to YouTube shorts and Facebook and like a million other places. <laughs> so if you stumble across one somewhere, let us know if you'd like full episodes. We're thinking about it. Could be a 2024 move. 
I don't know. You guys can let me know what you think. Um, that's going to be all for today's episode. This is our recap of the month of October. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and tuning in every single week. You are what make the podcast so amazing. And the more that you listen and rate and review, the more amazing guests we can bring you in 2024. So I'm super appreciative every time that you share the podcast, you leave five stars or you leave a little rating for us on Apple. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It helps the show more than you know. And my goal with the podcast is to make this even more amazing. I'd love to have an in-person studio someday. I want to bring you some really high quality guests. And the only way we can do that is to increase the amount of subscribers and listens that we have. So if you're not subscribed to the show, please go ahead and click the follow button on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen. And yeah, I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging with us and we will talk to you very, very soon. All right, you guys. Bye. Mwah.